Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. And I'm Alan Furstenberg, and we are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs, everyone. Welcome back. We're glad to uh, talk with you another week. And today, we've got lots of stuff to, to go over, kind of the nitty gritty. But uh, how was your week this last week, Alan? It was busy. I did a, um, a presentation last week on the interactive canvas for, for Voice did Lunch Devs. Very nice job, by the way. I learned some things. Thank you. It was it was a fun conversation. I did not rant too much, which I think disappointed some people. Um, the, no, some of the ranting was like very um, accentuated. So so I don't know. Maybe what you didn't uh, do in quantity, you made up in volume. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a good presentation. A good crowd. A lot of good questions. I. It's good to see a lot of people excited about some of these technologies and some of the visual technologies that we have to go along with voice. Right, and as I've started using Interactive Canvas more on, uh, on a project I'm working on, I'm actually liking how they thought about it. So it's, it's pretty nice with the, you know, pairing the on update with the on TTS mark tags and queuing things off. Um, and then having the, the syntax to be just an equivalent of if you had said that, um, actually, pretty simple but powerful yeah no there's a lot of things about it that are really they, they just they just feel right it was clear they put a lot of good design thought into it and i'm i'm pleased with where it go where it is and where it's going you know there's it's still evolving so hopefully yeah. it'll evolve a little faster but uh I, I like where it's going how's your week been oh man really busy just lots of uh project work um at work and you know, good good projects, a uh, lot, lot of uh, interesting areas to work on. But uh, you know, doing Alexa stuff, doing Google stuff, it's it's good. Good. You know, it's it's always fun to when you're when you're in there and doing stuff for clients and and trying to get all of these things done because you want to see them out in the world. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and 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 you think about you know. Well, how has this designer thought about it? Which is, this is, you know, once again, one of the things I love about Rain is that there are designers that are thinking just as hard about the user experience and the conversation as I, you know, thinking about the code and how to implement it. And it, it just feels nice. And, um, you know, but uh, the, the bar is high on some of these, uh, these projects. Uh, so. You know, in some ways that's good. I'm glad to see yeah. we're, that, you know, we're looking to produce really good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited about them. Oh, fantastic. So as you mentioned, we've got a lot of stuff that we were looking at this weekend. And part of it is after Interactive Canvas, or as, as part of my presentation there, I'd been watching some of the stuff that Jeff Blankenberg had been, do, has been doing and mm. presenting. And he started getting into APL stuff. And I kind of realized as I started reading up on APL that there were just a lot of basics about uh, how the Alexa intent model and how the Alexa event model worked. And we kind of touched on that yeah. a couple of weeks ago as well. And so I, I started reaching out to you to say, can we, can we start getting into some of these basics that clearly I don't quite have my head wrapped around yet. So let's, let's kind of start diving into some of that. All right. So I'm going to divide it into two broad categories. Um, that's gonna be intents, which are gonna include intents and slots. And then uh, later on, we're gonna talk about what would be grouped in something uh, that we'll call events. So looking at um, 
intents, there is the standard built-in intents, then there are built-in intents, and then you've got built-in slots. Okay, I know so that you don't really have all of that stuff to worry about on the Google side, but uh... so what is the difference between a standard built-in intent and a built-in intent? All right, so let's go through some of the standard built-in intents. So that's going to be the things that you're going to use for most of your skill um, anyway. So it could be asking for help. It could be um, starting a game over. It could be doing things with um, like with the audio player, turning loop on or loop off or shuffle mode on, shuffle mode off. Those are actually built-in intents that you just use. They give you a full range of um, of utterances that are already mapped to that. Sometimes um, a built-in intent allows you to extend it with your own custom phrases. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't. It's, it's kind of weird. I'm, it's not necessarily always easy to know when that is. Um, but also like with the, the audio player, you can pause, you can resume, um, you can go previous and next. And those are things that could be used for an audio player or could be used for other things as well. So these are the built-in intents. Those are the built-in intents, yes. Um, okay. There's really nothing that you have to do with them. You just kind of use them and say that you're gonna use this intent and then you implement it with a handler and you're good to go. Okay, so you do need to register that you you will accept one of these intents. Yes. Okay. You still have to you know, register it in your in intent model that you're going to use them and then you go ahead and implement the handler. Okay, and they have these defined for all of the languages that are supported? Um, I think most of these they do. Okay. Um, there's a, some additional ones. Um, so for example, like if you want to repeat um, something that somebody had said before, uh -huh. or what, you, know, you know, kind of repeat back what the person has just said, um, or if you want to end your skill with like cancel or stop, mm -hmm. or if, um, if you want to handle a case where it doesn't match anything, you get a fallback intent. So those are, are the ones that, that are kind of the main ones that you use over and over. I think most of those are available in all languages. There might be a few that aren't, but I think okay. they are. So it's interesting that you mentioned the repeat intent because this is Google for years you know, had, had, uh, had some similar things on Dialogflow. And when they moved over to Actions Builder, it was missing a few of them. Mm -hmm. And they just released uh, a repeat intent available for Action Builder, which was kind of a surprise. No one was really expecting this. Um, the other surprise though was that it was only released in English. Oh, that's interesting. Reasons that don't make any <laughs> sense whatsoever. Um, so, you, so you haven't had a, a repeat intent? There has been no built-in intent for repeat. So we had to, I mean, most people built one themselves. Multivocal, yeah. I included a, a sample one. For, for what to for for what to do, for you know it was just a bunch of sample phrases. Um, the the funny part, however, is that they required you to implement it. Oh, they required you to implement it, but you had to come up with the phrases yourself. Come up yeah. with yourself, right. exactly. Any other quirky ones like repeat that that aren't implemented, or, but they got around to it, or well, again, you know, back in Dialogflow, one of the things that people had been asking for a lot was. Uh, a yes, no intent, or a yes intent and a no intent, no or intent, yeah. a true false or acknowledgement mm -hmm. or something like that. 
And there was no built-in intent for that. But if you used follow-up intents, which is another story completely, they could insert a yes follow-up and a no follow-up for you. Even though, so there was no type for yes and no, or true, false, or Boolean, or whatever. But they would create one for you if you created a follow-up intent. So and that was that was a bit disappointing in a lot of ways. Yeah. So if you created a certain situation, they would help you out. But right. Um, okay. Action Builder now again, and this is brand new within the past couple of weeks, introduced a yes intent and a no intent. Again, only in English. <laughs> and. They, they go to extremes in the documentation to say, if you do these, you, you know, and you need to support other languages, you need to create those intents on your own. And you just kind of look at that and go, well, how are you helping me then? What is the point of this? Um, so so over time, they're going to add other languages. It just seems kind of weird. It's like, it's not that hard to create. Right. <laughs> The One other hope so. to know in other languages, right? Well, it's actually, it is surprisingly hard in some cases from, from talking to people who were working on uh, bundles that you could just load in. Because one of the nice things about Action Builder is you could load in additional uh, intent. You could import intents and, and um, types, for example. Um, it's not always a straightforward, uh -huh. simple phrase translation. You know, saying yes in German can be complicated sometimes. <laughs> um, so it's not always as straightforward. So I've been told I don't speak German, so I can't answer this. Um, but that was it was interest. It was interesting and surprising to me that they didn't try. Um, are there yes no intents in built-in intents? I'm I, I, yeah. sorry, I keep trying to remember if we're standard, talking about built-in intents or standard Standard built-in built intents. Okay. Yes, there are, and there have been for a long time. <laughs> okay. So wait, so repeat is a built-in intent and yes and no are standard built-in intents. Or did no, I get everything that we've talked about, everything we've talked about so far are standard. Standard built-in, built okay, okay. I got it now, really. Yeah, you all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's other the other class are of um, well, well we can talk about those in a minute but um, so yes no and resume is new on the Google side of things um, repeat oh repeat repeat not resume repeat, don't. sorry yes no and repeat yeah don't don't go there with the audio right <laughs> um, what about um, handling when there is no no input. Um, or like, uh, it doesn't find the, because I guess there's a case where it doesn't find the slot that you're looking for, or it can't find the intent at all, or Hudson. So on the dialogue flow side, there has always been something known as a fallback intent. And it's actually multiple fallback intents because you can have a fallback intent, a, an overall fallback intent and a fallback intent for a particular context just like you okay. can have other intents for, for particular contexts. And those work pretty well. And there are other clever things about it, but basically uh, when nothing else matches, it hits the fallback intent. And on the action builder side, there is an intent called uh, a no match intent. And really there is a no match one, no match two, and no match final. 
So if you, you don't match three times in a row, it forces you out. But you could, I guess, say different things each time. Yes. Right. So, so normally the, the way that we think about this is, you know, the first time someone says something that doesn't match, you might just want to say, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Or I'm sorry, I don't understand. And the second time you might say, I'm not sure I understand. You can tell me to do things like example one, example two, example three. So right. it's this notion of progressive help. Okay, that makes um, sense. Anyway. Uh, I'm not thrilled at the implementation, but that's, an, you know, but I'm, anyway. Um, one of the strange things though, is starting in October, under certain circumstances, if you either used a fallback intent or you used a no match and it didn't match, one of these got triggered and the phrase would have been one that the Google Assistant can handle. It would have taken it over, terminated the action and responded to it using the Assistant. So what do you mean by something that the assistant could have answered? Are you talking about like a 1P question? Well, we think so. So, and that's part of the question is that it certainly seems like it's 1P things. So for example, the example they give, and they're now calling this no match yielding. So, so they, <laughs> okay. although, although this has been in place since October and they've sent out a couple of cryptic emails about it, they have now actually documented this, still pretty cryptically, but they've now finally documented it. Um, so the example they give is, you know, if, if somebody is playing Snatchword and they say, what is the weather tomorrow? That's obviously not part of the game. Right. So you would probably handle it using no match. Um, but the assistant detects that and says, oh, I know how to handle that. So we'll end snatch word and reply with what the weather will be tomorrow. It doesn't tell you it's ending snatch word. It's, yeah. you know, so for some things that, and this makes sense in some ways. I mean, it, it seems yeah. on the surface like a really good feature. The problem is as developers, we don't know that the session just ended. We don't know that the user just said something to leave us. In some cases, again, while I was playing Snatchword, I've said something that was close enough to a search term that Google thought I was actually searching uh. and executed it as a search, taking me out of Snatchword. And I'm and I don't know what just Curse happened. You Google, I know. Um, <laughs> so that you know. It's a well-intentioned feature, and I know why they did it because you know when we used to look at our logs, we'd see lots of people asking for what time is it, what's the weather, yeah, you know, things that no, I can't handle, and I shouldn't. But it seems a little extreme to just kick them out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, it's interesting because Google goes through some. Um, definite steps to make it seem like, okay, you're not talking to Google now, you're transitioning into an action. All right, you're done with the action, you're transitioning out of the action so that you've got context that you know that there's two different states that you're in. Um, Amazon doesn't do that. So you, 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 it just goes right into the experience and then, then you leave the experience. Um, so there isn't that you know transition tone right. and, and stuff. So, so 
so the or interesting change in voice right yeah. the, the interesting thing is from a user's perspective if i said what's the weather tomorrow we do get the exit tone and it does change voice so it doesn't try to pretend that something happened but we also know that users don't tend to notice either the entry or the exit tone that's not yeah. a well understood user experience yeah that's true so uh so it is interesting because I guess the way that would that would happen on on um, Amazon is that you would keep saying something and may, you know, maybe the person's like, I'm done playing this game and I just want to know what the weather is and not necessarily knowing that you have to end one to start the other, then, you know, I guess one option is, is that they keep saying, I don't understand this, which then the people are like, how come my device doesn't understand, understand. me? I was I, this, I asked it yesterday what the weather was and it worked and now it doesn't. Um, so, so hang on. So that actually leads to a question. How is no match handled on the Alexa side? Um, so you get, uh, you get a fallback intent. That's a, so then you can then say, hey, I'm, I didn't understand what you said or um, along those lines. There, um, the, there's something that changed with stopped and, and canceled that's a little bit different. That's not exactly the, the same thing, but there are some changes kind of along those same lines that you talked about where it's I think there's changes to try to make make it be more understandable but in some cases I think it makes it more confusing or could make it more confusing to the user interesting and there definitely is a frustration level for developers so if if I keep triggering the fallback intent multiple times in a row does Alexa at any point say yeah we're giving up on this or no but if it, you can keep going on and on. You could, you could yeah. You'd have, to, you'd have to handle your own counting mechanism if you want to do progressive, um, you know, more detailed response or to say, um, hey, you know what? I'm not sure really what you want to do. Um, it's time to exit or I don't Interesting. know. Yeah, you'd have to do that yourself. There's there's not that Interesting. match and one, it, two and final. Right, and that's not, that, you know, that's not hard to do and I think that's the appropriate way to handle it but still it's it's interesting that there's no it will let you just keep going yeah keep interesting keep cycling back and asking you the question and asking you the question yeah very interesting the other case is that like if if you if they ask you a question and you just don't answer for you know the seven seconds on alexa then it will ask you it gives you a reprompt and then if you don't answer the reprompt, then it, it shuts down. No, is that an automatic reprompt that, that never hits your intent or that never um, hits your webhook? I don't think, it, no, it doesn't hit your webhook because when you respond back with a response to the device, you're saying, this is my, my um, text-to-speech and this is the reprompt to use oh, interesting. if it needs it. Okay. Yeah. Because again, on the Google side, that's handled by an intent called, um, what is it, no input. And again, it's no input one, no input two, no input final. Right. Um, the other interesting bit is that you can only get a no input on a speaker. You can't get it on an Alexa, on an on a, uh, Amazon, let me try this again. Google Hub. <laughs> you can't get this on an Android device. You can't get it on a, a smart hub. Um, it's only on the speakers that you get no input. So that's interesting. Hmm. That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Should be consistent. Yes. 
So something that's changed with, um, with stop and cancel is that there was this, uh, I think it was kind of fallout from some sort of report where somebody would thought that, I don't know exactly why, but it seemed like things changed after, cause you could use stop in multiple contexts. You could use like, in, you were in the middle of something and you could say Alexa stop or say stop. And it would like, you could use it to end the context that you were in. Like maybe you were going through search results and you could say stop ah, and, it would, yes. and it would break you out of the search results. And then you could continue on with the skill. Uh huh. And it was, and it left it open that you could use either cancel or stop. Now they made it so that if you say stop, then it has to, in, in most cases, you have to actually end the skill and you can't prompt like, do you really want to yeah. exit? So you're kind of like, we already gave them exit and quit that they could say that just kind of like quick exits out and doesn't do anything. But now we have to handle stop and- um, Interesting. What, so this is actually one of the issues I've seen is that on the Google side, there is a cancel intent, but commands like stop map to it. <laughs> so, and this, this particularly comes up when you're dealing with media players, that if the person says stop to the media player, well, okay, that's now stopping the entire action. So that's a, oh, yeah. a big event yeah. when that's not necessarily what they mean on the music side. Right. And I can certainly see things like if you're going through a list, that's a good way to break out of it. And Google doesn't offer that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, that is. Um, something I did notice when I was working on Snatchword is that um, when, I, when I was on Dialogflow, I was able to get the uh, kind of a, like an exit message, an outro. Yes. Um, when I said cancel or stop, but then when I moved to Actions Builder, I had to go through an extra step to make sure that it would say something on the end as opposed to just kind of leaping out. And I can't remember exactly what I did. That's interesting. Change it, that. It shouldn't, uh, I don't know. It shouldn't, uh, well, maybe there's a reason, but I can't yeah. think what it is. In theory, if you, if you assign a webhook to the cancel event, then it will call the webhook but no matter what happens, it will always transition to the exit after, whether it calls your webhook or sends a prompt or whatever, there's no way to block transitioning to exit. Uh, um, and I've tried, I mean, I've, I've tried saying, go ahead and transition to something else. And then I'll say, nah, you're, yeah. you're going, we're leaving now. All right, so let me, I'm just gonna cover really quickly built-in intents that are different than standard built-in intents. Okay. So these have been around for a long time and they have remained, as far as I know, in developer preview mode. So these, in, these built-in intents are for things like um, actors or book titles or musicians or music groups. Oh. And they have a really weird syntax. So it's like Amazon dot, then some word, in some cases it's choose action, some cases it's search action. And then you've got your angle brackets, object at actor or object at book. Really goofy syntax. I have never really found a use um, for them. You know, I'm not doing something, I guess if I was doing something for a skill in a specific category for books or musicians or things, then that could help, but 
I, Interesting. I don't typically do that. How do these relate to the recently announced specialty types? I don't which, think there's any relationship to them. Interesting. Yeah. Because some of the entity, the, the new types that are being talked about were things like movies and actors and names and places and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure of that. Um, huh. So it's just kind of a quirky category that I guess if you've got that, you know, you really need that exact group of information, then go ahead and use it. But I typically don't um, and haven't found a use for them. When um, were these? I'm curious. When were they, how old are they? How, how long oh, have these been around? I would say at least two years, huh. maybe three. They're, they've been around for quite a long time. I, I'm, I'm increasingly wondering, now you have me really curious, if these were just... A, <laughs> an early approach that they had towards this, these built in, these new types that they announced within the past, what, two or three months. Um, yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to see, I don't, yeah. I'm and if that sure. was just, if that was just an early attempt at the idea and they realized there were better ways to do this. Yeah, because it is a really goofy, quirky syntax. I'm just like, hmm. that, that is weird. Um, so the other thing is that you could either have the whole, um, intent be built in or you can have built-in slots so um, I think dialogue flow had more of this option than um, than actions builder does but it would be things like date duration like a four-digit number regular number ordinal number phone number mm -hmm. time some of the newer ones are color, country, language. Yeah, those those ones that I was talking. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, the, yeah. So the newer ones, um, day of week, genre, room. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know that there's really a good match between those. And then you've got the kind of your one that's search query, which allows you to. You have to have make sure you have an anchor phrase mm -hmm. someplace. But then it's kind of like, and then the rest of whatever they say, which is the closest that you get to. Um, getting the, the text that somebody says um, on the on Alexa device. So those right, are the, you know the built-in. Um, so and, and the inter the interesting the interesting parallel to that search type now on the Google side is either uh, the sys any type mm -hmm. on Dialogflow or you can create a, a match everything type on Action Builder, and one of the they're now kind of encouraging the to make they're basically saying use these if you do need to match anything don't use a fallback intent and uh, i'm now increasingly telling people don't use a fallback intent at all use one of set up one of these instead because we don't know what a fallback intent is going to do they they've they've changed the contract on what a fallback intent is <laughs> it does and i don't trust them not to change it again Ah, it's interesting. So um, I guess anything else on kind of the intent slot side of things on, on Google that's that's interesting before I jump to this other category of events? No, this all makes sense. I mean, there's, you know, there are certainly differences between the two sides, but this is pretty much what I understand intents to be. I don't think I really grasped the notion before that there were all of these built-in intents there were just a, a bunch of phrases they predefined for you to make things easier. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of see that like as a standard widget set. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I was kind of surprised on the 
on the Google site when I was working with them that there were less of, less of those um, slot types and and uh, that uh, but also that there was the ability to to you know the any type was was pretty easy to use on on dialogue flow so so kind of a you know a mixed bag different but interestingly enough both of those map really well to to Jovo and you know I, I could do a standard language model in this kind of intermediate format that Jovo built called the Jovo model and then I could you know create my intents in both Alexa and Dialogflow and now in Actions Builder. So, okay, so all that so that's intense, and I have my head wrapped around intents pretty well. How does an event differ from that? So, an event differs, I think, like when it happens or what creates it. So, all the intents are from somebody saying something, or I guess on a display screen, if you were to um, like hit the 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 button to exit out of the skill completely or something. But in the end, okay, the um, intents come from come from the user from from talking, um, generally. And so okay. this other category, I'll get kind of the where it started out. So the first group of events that I became familiar with were actually out of session events. So they your skill wasn't even running at all. And like, if you wanted to capture, and in Amazon, I mean, sorry, Google doesn't have the this idea of a skill being enabled or activated, right, or disabled, okay. right, um, or um, so you you could capture and listen. Your skill would basically just be an a webhook that also captured these other things, as opposed to having some other webhook that would listen for these out of bounds events. Oh, but. Okay, so some of these events were things like when a user first activated you, you would yeah. get an event to say, hey, somebody just signed up for your your skill. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I've seen I've seen it like an, uh, well, an interesting abuse of that where I've seen where uh, maybe you've enabled the skill and give it the permission to get your email. And then when you activated it, then actually they signed you up for the email newsletter <laughs> that you would then have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so I could, I could, I could enable my skill, never start it, and I was already signed up for the email newsletter. Yeah. Oh, that's that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm like, ah, oh, that's not good. Um, so, or when like you go in and you change your permissions and say, I want to, I want to get reminders, or I want to be able to, to, I give you permission to access my email address or first name or, or whatever, uh -huh. then those are different events. The permission changed events mm, are things that okay. you can keep track of. And in some cases, um, because that happens outside of when your skill is running on the web UI. So it's kind of almost like plug into your uh, Alexa app when you do certain things in that like account link or enable or disable or change permissions, then it gives the ability to um, handle that inside of the skill. It's outside of any particular session of the skill. Right. Um, but you do get information like this is the user. So you could do things like, oh, I changed this permission. So now I have this permission. So I could then access the DynamoDB record for that user and save something in that. Yep, no, that makes sense. There. So, so that's kind of the first group. How do you, so 
Okay, let's go through all the groups first. Then I then I have more questions. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, just to answer that, there are you would handle it pretty much like um, a typical handler. It was just another type of right, handler. No, that that was my question. Is that, that was your so, question? Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, all it's, all of these you really just treat like handlers. They're just they're just named different things. So okay. instead of being intent handlers, they're event handlers. So, so they're basically, they, they're still handlers. They just, they, and they contain a JSON structure that is more or less the same, but obviously yeah. don't include the session data. Right, yeah. And there, yeah, there's, okay. and some of them are, are, are very slimmed down as far as what information they include. Um, so, you know, cause they won't okay. have necessarily, they won't have capabilities. They won't necessarily hmm. have information about your device, like your dimensions and your pixel depth and all that stuff. For APL, so they're, yeah, they're definitely slimmed down versions of of the requests that you would typically get. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but otherwise, so, I mean, so okay, so so what are some of the other intents? And these are ones that can happen during a session. Yeah, so 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 the other um, type, if you're thinking about, there's certain cases where you're in the middle of your skill, and there's certain things that. Um, Amazon wants to take care of for you. So like, let's say you're you're doing in-game purchasing or something like, you know, in-skill purchasing. Mm, okay. There's a certain flow that Amazon requires you to follow. In fact, they they you have to hand off your skill to them to do this other flow to then respond back to you with a, some sort of indication whether it was successful or not. I guess kind of how Google handles permission requests by voice, that's, right? That's where I was going to go with this. Yeah, so, so finish your description and then we'll try to make the It seems similar. Um, so then what, um, so like in the case of in-skill purchasing, you never know from the developer's standpoint how much they're going to be charged for your, your subscription or whatever, because Amazon guarantees that, let's say you were going to charge a dollar for, for uh, per month for a subscription. They guarantee that you will get 70% or 70 cents of that, but they're, they're 30%, they have leeway and they might charge somebody with Amazon Prime only 20 cents or up to oh. the 30 cents of okay. their, you know, you know, their portion. So it really could only cost somebody 90 cents as opposed to a dollar or whatever. So there, so you don't really know at runtime how much they're really being charged. Um, you're just guaranteed your 70% for sure. Um, so they don't want you to say anything in your skill, like how much it, it costs or anything. That uh, has to be passed off to Amazon, who then goes to the flow and you know asks you if you want to do it, make, you know confirms and tells you the price and all that other stuff, right? Um, at which point then you get a handler back in, it's a special handler type, which is basically, that's, it's, it kind of varies depending on what type of flow you pushed out to. Then you get something back, which has the different conditions as far as, was it successful? Did they cancel? Did they, you know? Uh -huh. And the same type of thing, like um, if there's a, an upsell, you can, do, you can do an upsell one, which where they, they kind of flow into the, would you like to you know, know more or that type of thing. There's another one for if you're doing actually Amazon Pay stuff. If you're if you're wanting to buy a physical good uh -huh. or service, um, then that's a flow that you'll you'd push off to. Or like pin numbers, 
um, like I wouldn't know the pin number that you've got. Right. And, and I don't want I don't want any access at all to it. I don't want access to your right. credit card number. I don't want access to your pin. That's something that Amazon controls completely and tells you, uh, yep, they passed the pin check or they know because of certain reasons. And then um, you can just continue on. And the nice thing is, is that it's still all inside of that flow. So then you can say, okay, you know, uh, subscription purchased, or you could say, Oh, I'm sorry, your pin, uh, we weren't able to access, you know, or verify your pin. Uh, you know, please go to your Alexa app and enter in a pin or what, what, whatever it is. But you at least can gracefully proceed or degrade after you get a response back uh, because you get complete control um, mm -hmm. you know, before and then after the flow. So it's interesting. Under dialogue flow, there was also this notion of events for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So like, so when you, um, when you would request user information or when you would, they would log in, the completion of it was indicated by an event that came back. But under Dialogflow, it would take that event and you'd need to register it as an intent. So one of the things you could do for intents is say this intent handles this event. And one of the events, for example, was a, an invocation event, a welcome event. And you know, there was an account linking event and so forth. Under Action Builder, it got a little more complicated. So most of these are represented by fields that are in the, the session structure, hmm. which in your scene, you'd need to check for whether that field is filled in. Um, but others are handled by intents. So for example, if a user, when, um, when audio finishes playing, for example, that is a media finished event, sorry, a media finished intent under Action Builder, while that would have been a media finished event under Dialogue Flow, that you would then map into some whatever intent you wanted. Right. Um, so it's interesting and a little more complicated. The, yeah, the, the, the thing about events that I picked up on is I was, as I was looking through APL, for example, touch events or yep. touch events on the device could be handled on the device, and we'll deal with that another time or they could be reflected as events that get sent to your webhook. And I'm looking at that going, wait a minute, so what is this? What, yeah. <laughs> is, is this an intent? Is, what, what is this? How does this differ from an intent? And it sounds like an event can be, isn't always, but can be a non-audio intent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the end, it's they're all you know handled, and uh, you know, in in the case of um, like built-in intents and, and standard built-in intents, and in the case of events, then it's a you know a, a, a very specific string that you have to use uh -huh. to indicate this is the thing I want to handle. And then when you're building your own custom intents, then you name it whatever you want, and you can use that. Um, but uh, different on events is that you don't have to register them anywhere. You okay. just have a handler for them. You need to make sure you have a handler. But what if you don't have a handler for it and you get one? 
I don't know. I don't know if it just ignores it. I'm trying to think Don't of, do that! <laughs> hmm. Trying to think of a situation. Yeah, I, I think it would like a, one of those um, inflow things. I think you would get an error. I think I think there would be a, a problem with uh, it not being able to to come back in. That makes sense. So it's yeah. basically what you know what what would happen if you requested an intent? You know, if you registered for an intent and you didn't register a handler for it, and yeah, what would happen? Same, yeah, yeah, same thing. Okay, so that clears up an awful lot in my mind. <laughs> you know, we we talk about intents a lot because they're kind of the core of what both systems are based around. Yeah. So I, I think this clears up a little bit some things that I didn't quite understand before. So thank you for that. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, there's, there's always interesting because you're like, okay, a lot of the stuff is the same. Maybe, you know, interesting that you're just barely getting yes, no, and, and yeah. repeat. It's... I'm like, we've had that for a long time. And then I'm like, there's this whole category of these quirky built-in intents for musician and stuff that I'm like, I don't know if they're ever going to get out of developer preview. Um, right. And on the other, you know, and, and at the same time, we have this, you know, clear no match and no input and cancel that have similar equivalents, but not quite the same. Yeah. And I like, I like the progressive nature because, it, you know, you're starting to think about like, what are things that we can do in the, in the infrastructure or in the frameworks that we use to really model these patterns, which I think designers should be um, allowing for that, right. that kind of that increased help um, when when it's not you know not understanding what you're saying or when you haven't said anything. I think there's a number of these these things that are you know are going to be good patterns to follow, like being able to ask you know what did I say? It's like like repeat that and you're like you know right. that should be something that's always having available. having these notions of uh you know standard widgets standard yeah. design concepts that the systems directly support as good practices i think we're going to be seeing that more and more and i think that's a good thing yeah i do too so if you've got questions about events or intents or you know things that you think should be obvious ask them you know clearly we're uh we're trying to figure out some of these differences ourselves and we're always happy to explore them yeah, uh, looking forward to your your comments and your feedback and being able to help you and, and learn from you as well. So thank you for watching or listening. We are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, everyone, and have a good week, Mark. All right, you too, Alan. Take care, everybody.